0: Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out living letters of the Word. Amen. Please be seated. This morning, our Gospel lectionary concludes, thankfully and mercifully, our five-week intensive study of the sixth chapter of John and Jesus' yeasty discourse on bread And being the bread of life. And like a good loaf of bread, if you will pardon the obvious metaphor, these passages are dense and rich and nourishing. And to be entirely honest, the metaphor has grown a bit stale. This sixth chapter of John, as I'm sure you all remember from the past several weeks, begins with two miracles. The feeding of the great crowd with the five loaves and two fish and Jesus walking on the water and calming the storm. The disciples must have been very impressed. Check out our guy. Back in chapter 2, he turned water into wine. In chapter 4, he cured a sick boy. In chapter 5, he told a man that he had been unable, who had been unable to walk for 38 years to take up his mat and walk. And he did. And now, feeding 5,000 at once and walking on water, this guy's on a roll. The disciples are very excited. Many of them came from lives and vocations where they wielded very little power. And now it seemed like the power of the universe was at their disposal. And so in that very humble, apostolic way, uh, the apostles asked Jesus a question. They ask, what must we do to perform the works of God? In other words, we want to do some cool tricks too. And Jesus answered them in that annoyingly profound way that Jesus does. Jesus says, this is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Belief? Who said anything about belief? I want to do some cool tricks at my kid's next birthday party. Why are we talking about belief? This has been talking about from the beginning. This has been talking about from the beginning. While Jesus often dazzles with miracles and impresses with rhetorical flourish, both of which are powerful and impressive and truly awesome, at the core of his message and his ministry is Jesus inviting us to believe. A simple metaphor an outstretched hand i'm reminded of that beautiful moment after the resurrection on the beach when jesus grills some fish and tells and says to his weary apostles come and have breakfast that moment always makes me happy because it confirms that a valid answer to the question what would jesus do is barbecue but i digress At the heart of Jesus' ministry, he invites us to participate in the work of God, and the first step of such work is belief. But belief is a complex animal. We hear the word belief, and we immediately ask questions. What do I believe? And what do you believe? And when we start comparing beliefs, belief can become a weapon rather than a nourishing morsel. Belief can be used as a membership card. What do you believe? Oh, you believe as I do? Well, welcome to the in crowd. Oh, you don't believe as I do? Well, you can buzz off. Belief can become overwrought, something to be properly articulated and intellectually parsed. Belief can become superficial. But I believe that Jesus invites us to a different a deeper, a heartier, more nourishing, more complex kind of belief. And he has been describing this kind of belief over the past several weeks. And today he concludes by saying, those who eat my flesh abide in me and abide, and I in them. In other words, belief is not about being right, but belief is about abiding with Jesus. The Greek word meno, translated as abide here, means much more than just to be, but to sojourn, to tarry, to be kept continually, not to perish, to last, to endure, to remain as one, not to become another or different. A scholar I read this week commented that abiding is not an intellectual exercise, but radical trust or as Jeff Lebowski would say, the dude abides. To believe in Jesus, to abide with Jesus, means praying with Jesus, means arguing with Jesus, means lamenting with Jesus. It means listening to Jesus. It means that realizing deep in your heart that as you walk the path of life, Jesus is walking alongside you. Upon realizing what Jesus is talking about, many of his disciples say, this teaching is difficult, who can accept it? And many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe. Earlier this morning at the 8 o'clock service, we welcomed Mia to the church through the sacrament of baptism. Mia is not an infant, she is a teenager. And earlier this summer, she attended Camp Bratton Green and was so moved by her experience of God at camp that she asked her parents if she could be baptized. Yay, camp! And one of my favorite moments during the baptismal liturgy is when the priest asks the congregation, will you who witness these vows do all in your power to support this person in their life in Christ? And the congregation responds with a robust, we will. In other words, will you be in community with this person? Will you abide with this person? For belief in Christ, for abiding with Christ, also means believing and abiding with each other. And abiding in community like belief in Christ is complex. Mia will rely on us to support her, to cheer her on, to provide a shoulder to cry on, to walk alongside her. And when we need support, when we need a cheerleader, when we need a good cry, and when we need a companion on the way, Mia will be there for us. We need such a community more than ever these days. And the world needs us to be and model such a beloved community of abiders and believers. So as Coach Lasso would say, believe. Believe in Jesus and believe in yourself. Believe in the beautiful child of God, sitting next to you. Believe in this great parish. Believe in what we can do together and believe that we can abide with each other despite what may divide us. And believe, most importantly believe, in the God who desires nothing more than to abide and believe in us. And isn't that the greatest miracle of all. Amen.